welcome to the Enchanted Ears podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe, and this is our 200th episode. I feel like I should have a, like a streamer, like, so I pretend like that was what that was. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really prepare very well for that. Okay. <laughs> My bad. A streamer wouldn't come across audio. What's, what's you like an called? air horn. Like, like an air horn. Those little ones that you blow in, and then they have like little sparkly things on the edge. And I was thinking wave. like an air horn. Kind of like on New bow, Year's, bow, you, bow. you have them for New Year's. Okay. All right. <laughs> so. I feel like I need one of those. Or party hats. Not that the viewer or the viewer, the listeners could see that. All right, well, we've lost everybody so far. So, all right. <laughs> 200th episode. So, we have uh, a great episode. We got a lot of questions to answer. But before we get into that, I want to touch on the Disney news of the week. So, Expedition Everest has reopened from its long refurbishment uh, this past weekend. And nothing is different. So, oh no, there's there's no changes. There's actually some reports that the uh, animatronic bird uh, at the dead end still isn't working. They didn't even fix that. Oh. Um, all the hair ties are gone though. Uh, but no changes there. No changes to the yeti. Um, I knew they weren't going to completely fix the Yeti, but I think we were hoping maybe they could do something yeah, different, maybe some projection that. mapping or something. Did the people report that it's at least smoother? Maybe. No, no reports on that. Basically the same ride. So I think it, it was probably just some, uh, you know, updates that were needed just because it is a, uh, you know, 15, I think, years old at this point now, maybe if not more. Um, so just roller coasters need updates and things. But yeah, no real changes uh, there. I was really holding my breath that they fixed the Yeti. So, I mean, not surprised that they didn't, but I was hoping that they would. That would have been quite a surprise. But yeah, so nothing... No changes. Hopefully, like you said, maybe it's a it is a bit of a smoother ride uh, going forward, but we'll have to ride it to find out. So, moving over to Disneyland with the Main Street Electrical Light Parade coming back, Disney announced some new uh, food and beverage offerings. I think the the highlight, the main ticket items here that everybody's going to be uh, trying to get are the Light Up Turtle Sipper and the Light Up Elliot the Dragon Premium Popcorn Bucket. Uh, these look phenomenal. I think if people were waiting seven hours for Figment, I can only imagine how long the lines are going to be uh, when these drop at Disneyland. They're very cute and they're very colorful as well, which is something that, you know, you, know, you got to have something that's like a good showpiece. And I think that these ones are would look really nice on a shelf somewhere. So, yeah, I think that these are adorable. I, I would definitely buy both of these. And Disney said they're going to be available all summer. Now, while supplies last, so I don't know. Maybe they have a lot more of them because I know the, the Figment ones did go quickly. Uh, I have to imagine these are going to be going quickly too. There is a limit, they say, of two per person. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But I can imagine this is going to be another pretty intense line. I think Disney's starting to see that people like popcorn buckets. <laughs> and they're really stepping up their game there. So Well, yeah. we I think I think this is probably due to us too. You know, We called when we went over to Japan. Why, why don't we bring them over here? And That's then, true. And Tokyo then they did does it. have great popcorn mm -hmm, buckets. Exactly. Right. All right. And then the last thing I want to touch on is Dancing with the Stars for the next season is actually going to be leaving ABC and it's going to be moving to Disney Plus and it's going to be live on Disney Plus. Uh, and wanted to mention it because this is kind of a big change for how Disney Plus has been run. This is going to be their first live show on Disney Plus. And I have to imagine if this does well, there'll be more. Uh, live shows uh, on Disney Plus, which is interesting because a lot of these streaming services, I know Hulu has live TV on it as well. I think like HBO, you can see things live where it's like, 
everybody went to streaming and now it's just becoming like regular cable again where you have to watch things at certain times and everything's live. So it's an interesting move on their part, but I think it's could potentially be a pretty dramatic shift in the strategy for Disney plus. Yeah. I mean, it's cheap content for them. I mean, I think that's why Netflix does so well. They have a ton of those like really fast reality TV shows. And sometimes they'll even do, you know, they drop a couple episodes at a time. They are, I think easy to produce. They don't have to pay anybody a lot to do them. They don't you know they don't have huge budgets, I don't think. So I think that something like Dancing with the Stars will be easy for them, won't cost them a lot of money, and then people might who really like Dancing with the Stars want to come over and watch it. Yeah, it's a very successful show. It was very successful on ABC. So I think, you know, a lot of people are surprised that it's leaving ABC, but I, I think to your point, it it's a way to draw people into Disney Plus and get more subscribers, mm-hmm. which again, it's just it's an interesting move that they're starting now with with live content because again, if this does well, I mean, is it just going to be you're going to need to buy Disney Plus as a basically a cable channel? Yeah, this concerns me because I really like the scripted content that they're coming out with, and I'm afraid that if Dancing with the Stars does really well and they add more of this like live TV stuff, they will divert their attention and their resources away from the scripted shows. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see uh, what happens with this, but uh, kind of interesting news there. So, all right, so let's get into our 200th episode here. And and we've been asking for listener questions the past few weeks. We've got a bunch of questions to answer. So we're going to answer the questions that everybody asks. We also have um, a couple uh, little surprises along the way in between some of the questions here. Uh, So let's jump into this. So Angela, we also mentioned as part of this that uh, if you ask the question, we're going to be giving away a couple of Disney gift cards. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give away a couple $25 uh, Disney gift cards. So we had eight questions. Uh, six people provided their email to get entered in uh, to win the gift cards. So Angela, randomly pick a number between one and six, and that'll be our first winner. One and six. You don't even have my favorite numbers in there. All right. I'm going to go between one and six, one and six being a number. Yes. All right. Um, I'm going to go with, since my favorite number is 11, I'll go with one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that is Abby M. Um, so they will be our first uh, winner and they'll get a $25 Disney gift card. We'll be sending that over. Be sure to check out your email there. Uh, and their question is, when was your first trip to a Disney park and what was the most memorable moment? Or uh, kind of an alternative option here. If you were bringing your future children to the parks, what is one thing you would want them to experience first? Ooh, this is a, these, these are good questions. I would like to answer both. So my first time going to a Disney park, I was, I think, around nine years old. I remember um, a couple different things about that trip. So I remember I had a hat and I had the hat, like I took the hat around to all the characters and got them to sign that hat. So that was really special to me. My mom probably got me the hat after I got real bad sunburn <laughs> on my face. I got like um like sun poisoning because my skin doesn't really love the sun. Um so that was kind of a interesting little memory, but I just remember meeting the characters and thinking how cool it was, you know, getting to interact with them and getting to ride, you know, different rides like the Dumbo ride and different iconic rides that little kids really like. So Interesting you remember Dumbo. Yeah. Of all attractions. Okay. Which is funny. Yeah, I, I thought many times about how we should go on Dumbo, but we just never do. Or like the Aladdin's carpet ride, which is similar, but we haven't. If we were to have children and uh, what I would want them to experience first, I think I would drop the word first here. 
what I would love for them to experience is Main Street and walking up to the castle. However, I wouldn't do that first. I would probably do that last because I think that other than that, I think for kids, that would be the huge memory maker. And I feel like every other park after that would be a letdown. So I think I would do that last with them. And I think that they would really love going to Magic Kingdom. So I think that's the big thing that I would like to do. But for for rides, um, I think I would probably take them straight to Haunted Mansion. I know that that's a that's a crazy one, but I think I would just you know try to encourage them and say this is this ride is kind of scary, but it's funny, and try to instill the love I had for Haunted Mansion in them. So I'll answer both as well. So what was the most memorable moment of my first trip? I'm not sure if this was exactly uh, my first trip, but this was definitely uh, when I was a young kid, and it was the most memorable moment I re- remember. Um, from being a young kid, and that was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle show <laughs> at Hollywood Studios. Uh, they had a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle show there in the mid '90s at Hollywood Studios on the. Big. I, don't know, I don't know if it's called Streets. I think it was called Streets of America. For some reason, I want to call it Streets of New York, but I think it was called Streets of America. Kind of like where Muppets is now, uh, and going into where Galaxy's Edge is. But they had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle show there, and I love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles growing up. And so I made my parents stay there all day and watch every single show. You know, when they do those shows like once an hour, like I had to watch all five or six of them that day. Oh my goodness. Um, so I, that was my most memorable moment because uh, I do remember that being a young kid and seeing that show. Oh, you just maybe changed my answer because you, you mentioned a show. I want to take the kids to the, the birds show. Okay. I love that bird show. <laughs> All right. And so so what is one thing, if I took f- my future kids to the parks, what's one thing I'd want them to experience first? Definitely Space Mountain. Just got to throw them into it and terrorize them. No. <laughs> no. I, I would say uh, take them on Living with the Land. Aww, because that is... Uh, I like that. That's, that's my favorite attraction. And I also think it is a great introduction to what Disney is. You know, uh, there's a lot of great rides. I mean, you could say Mickey and Minnie's, you could say Frozen. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of attractions that kids would love, but the magic of Disney that no other theme park has is that idea of learning with entertainment, with history, with education. And I think living with the land uh, is a great encapsulation of all of that. And so that's where I would go first. And it's also kid-friendly. Yeah. And it's also innovative, you know, because I think that's another big thing with Disney parks is they do different things. They, you know, kind of push the boundaries and think outside of the box. And that, again, those are all values that if we had a child, I would love to instill in them. But I really do wish they had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles still because I still (laughs) love them. And I feel like I'd watch that show all day again still. So well, I'm glad they don't. Then. <laughs> I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, too. But all right, Angela. So let's pick our second and last winner here from the remaining question. So pick another number. This is going to be between two and six now because we already took one. So between two and six. I feel kind of guilty doing this. Like, I feel like I'm you got to pick-, pick a random number. Mm. Well, congratulations, Abby, and whoever the next person who wins is. And I'm sorry to the rest of you. Um, how about number four? Because it is a multiple of eight and we got married on the eighth. Okay. All right. So four. So that is Lisa K. Congratulations. You're going to win our second $25 Disney gift card. Uh, and Lisa's questions is, uh, it's more of a, of a question on future episodes. So could you do a podcast on Disney's silent era films, such as the original uh, Alice in Wonderland? So I think that's a, a great idea for a future topic. I think mm-hmm. you know the, the Alice movies that Walt made were 
very innovative because he tried to mix animation with live action. It was something he was doing you know, back in the 20s and 30s. And it was, again, just a precursor to him. Cutting edge. Yeah, pushing the medium and being this, you know, cutting edge uh, person. And, you know, Disney did have a lot of films, uh, more like shorts in in the silent film era. So we will definitely put that on our list uh, for a future episode. Uh, But yeah, congratulations to Abby uh, and Lisa as our two gift card winners. Yeah, congratulations, you two. All right, before we move on to... More questions. So this is kind of our our first little sidetrack here. So we think of a lot of episodes here. Not all of them work out. Some of them sound (laughs) better in our heads than whenever they really kind of come out. So one one of the ideas we had was trying to slow down or speed up Disney songs and then kind of turn it into a game where the other person would have to guess, hey, what is this song? Can you tell what the song is, You know, even though it's sped up or maybe slowed down? It turns out whenever you speed up a song or slow it down and people are singing, you can still hear all the words. And so it's very easy to make out what every song is because you can still tell the words. So there's not really a game there. But with that, I had a couple songs that I thought, Hey, let's throw it out there as a little special thing for the 200th episode, because some of them are interesting that even though you know what song it is, it gives the song either like a different vibe or musically it sounds kind of different. So we're going to play a few of these now. And if you like this, if you want us to do more of this as an actual episode, we can, Um, but we'll do a couple of these here. So the first one is going to be... Don't tell us what it is. We can guess. Okay. All right. Okay. So I won't tell you what they are. All right. So this is the first one, and it's a slowed down version of a song here. There was a mess wherever you stepped. With chaos, rain, and earthquake, and volcanoes, never slept. Oh, so did you know what that was? Yeah, that was the gospel truth from Hercules. Yeah, so so I slowed down. I thought it was so interesting because it it almost made it more soulful. Sultry. Yeah, because it, it is a very upbeat and quick song. So to play it like that slow gave it a very different vibe. So This reminds me of whenever you see the trailers to movies with a different song and how it changes the feel of them. This kind of reminds me of that. Exactly. All right. This next one is uh, a sped up version of a song. So I, again, I won't say what it is in case you want to guess and play along. And I fortunately know a little magic. It's a talent that I always have possessed. And you need to laugh. I used on behalf of the miserable, lonely, and depressed. Pathetic. Poor unfortunate souls in pain, in need. This one long to be thinner, that one wants to get a girl, and do I help her? Yes, indeed. Those poor unfortunate souls, so sad, so true. The cover of my pocket runs better than me, and I help her. Yes, I do. I liked that one. That was fun. That was poor, unfortunate souls, which were actually one of the only words you could make out. <laughs> but that was from um, The Little Mermaid. And speeding that up made it a friendly and upbeat song. So it, take, it took a villain song and with like the tambourines all sped up, like it sounded very upbeat and happy. 
I really, uh, and really, really completely flipped the script on that song. I want to hear you do "Be Prepared" like that. I mean, that that would be so good. Yeah. All right. So the next one is is "Poor Unfortunate Souls" again, but this one slowed down. And I thought this was uh, interesting because Ursula already has like a very deep voice to begin with, but slowing it down just really accentuates that. Uh, and so I thought it was kind of interesting to hear. So we'll hear a, a quick clip of that of "Poor Unfortunate Souls" slowed down. That was interesting. I see. I think this could work though. If you don't get very long, like you just have to do only a few seconds of the slowed down song. All right. Here's the last one here. We'll, we'll play on uh, this one. Slow down as well. Every turn I take, every trail I track, every path I make, every road leads back to the place I know where I cannot go. So did you know what that one was? <laughs> How far I'll, I'll go. I mean, a lot of these have the titles of the songs I in know. them. But uh, yeah, you know what's really interesting about that one is, I think her name is Alui, um, but her voice is... It, it just accentuates how good her voice is and how clear and beautiful it is. That was my favorite one because slowed yes. down like that, it's a much more dramatic build and I got very much Taylor Swift vibes. It sounded like a <laughs> Taylor Swift song especially the whole kind of like intro and the build-up it was very like folksy and it when i was playing like this sounds like a taylor swift song like <laughs> slow down it works really well it reminds me if the sloth from the dmv in zootopia <laughs> did the like sang these songs yeah all right okay so let's jump back into uh some questions here so uh the next question comes from grady c and the question is if you could go to any four disney resorts in the world what would they be and why? So, Angela, which four resorts would you go to? The Disney park that I would probably most like to go to is the Shanghai Park. But if we're being honest here, if we went the whole way to China, we would also visit Hong Kong as well. Uh, I'd like to see their versions of the attractions, particularly the Pirates of the Caribbean in Shanghai and also um, Zootopia when that opens. And then over in Hong Kong, they have Mystic Manor, which is kind of their version of the Haunted Mansion. So I would really like to see those different twists. I really enjoyed seeing in like Disney Sea and Disneyland, the different versions of the rides they had. And so I think that, you know, I'd like to kind of continue that. And we're going to Paris 
uh, this summer. So I, we will also get to see that park. So those would be the last two parks we wouldn't have visited. And then I would really enjoy going back to Japan because when we were there, there are several things that weren't open. I think there was a train ride that wasn't open. There was um, scaffolding on the mountain in Disney Sea, and we also didn't get to ride Sinbad's ride. So I would love to go back there, and I also just really enjoyed Pooh's Honey Hunt. I kind of want to ride it again to be like, was I crazy the first time and loving this so much? So I think that I would like to go back to the Japanese parks because I think they were really unique and fun. What about you, Joe? Okay, if I could go to any four uh, Disney parks in the world, I would pick uh, Tokyo Disney Sea first. I think it's simply the best park Disney's done. Simply the best, and it's and it's it's the best you know themed park out there. So uh, Disney Sea is at the top of my list. I'm with you on Shanghai Disneyland. As you mentioned, they have uh, great versions of you know Pirates of the Caribbean, Battle for the Sunken Treasure. They have Tron, which the Magic Kingdom's getting, but still it's the original Tron. And I'm with you there. Once Zootopia opens, I think that'll be great. Disneyland, because again, that's just the OG park. That's the original. <laughs> um, so you got to have that one on your list. Uh, and my fourth one is Magic Kingdom, because for me, that just kind of feels like home because that's the... You know, Walt Disney World is the place we go to the most often. Uh, and so there's just kind of like a special attachment to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, so those would be my four. You always astound me because you know we've never been <laughs> we've never been to the Hong Kong park. You don't want to no, there, like, there's not give it a really, try. No, but if those if I could only go to four, those would be my four. There's not, I think, anything really at Hong Kong that would well, it doesn't bump mean you, it up to these lists. It doesn't mean that you can only go to four and never go to any other ones. It just means you, you could go to them now. So I think that it would be it would be better to kind of experience the ones that are far, far away because Disney World we get to go to more often. But hey, those are your choices. Those are my four. If I could go to any four, those are my four. Okay, our next question comes from Bryn A. And Bryn writes, as a longtime listener from across the pond in the UK... UK listeners, very Woo-hoo. exciting there. My family and I tend to go to Disney World every two years. This year we'll have my sister's partner joining us, and it's his first ever Disney trip. What would be your top five snack foods to get him to try as a first-timer, especially as it's Halloween and the Food and Wine Festival? Angela, I will let you take this because <laughs> you're the resident foodie on the podcast. Uh, so what are the top snacks to try? Okay, so I think that I'm just going to go pretty like – conventional here and i think that number one has to be the dole whip i'm a huge proponent of the twit like of the twist and whatever flavors that you would like but my favorite would be the orange twist which i don't know how prevalent that is over in the uk so maybe you want to try something like the pineapple which is more related to the disney parks but i think that one those are so good obviously you have to have him try a mickey bar they sell those in stores they're still not as good they're just so chocolatey and delicious and also like i don't know those ears are so good like the ear bite is the best bite then i think you have you got to take them to the the nomad lounge to get a a proper churro so you got to go i know that they sell churros around the parks now you got to no don't waste your money on (laughs) the churros around the parks you got to go nomad lounge absolutely i agree yeah so you got to go there the dipping sauces are great like the strawberry sauce has like a chili to it so it's a little spicy and then the vanilla sauce is pretty delicious that's my favorite one but or you could really 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 do something crazy and dip it in one and then the other um so perfect those are great and then i think you got to go over to france and try the butter butter and brown sugar crepes so i think those are 
excellent. And, uh, you know, for the fifth one, and I have a couple extra little suggestions too, since you only ate sweets, because that's my preference, I think you just got to get some popcorn. Uh, you know, you got to get some salt in it. And um, Disney's popcorn, I mean, we talked about popcorn buckets earlier and how, you know, people go nuts over the popcorn buckets. But Disney's popcorn is delicious. It has the right amount of salt on it, especially... And buttery. Yeah, especially when it's hot. Like on a hot day, to have some like salt and things, it it is I think it makes you crave the the salt. Yeah, Yeah, it's a perfect snack. It's nice and it's not like... You don't have to like feel that guilty about it. It's it's really delicious. But I will say this. Got to get it fresh because in the Florida humidity... It gets very soggy very quickly. Find a cart that's fresh popping it. <laughs> that is the best popcorn you're going to get. Okay. So then I have a couple other like side suggestions. So these are honorable mentions. Yeah. Here. These are honorable mentions. If you go to Disney Springs, go straight. We haven't been able to experience this yet, but go straight to Gideon's, get your name on the list and then, you know, go out to eat and then you can maybe come back because we, I've heard nothing but good things about Gideon's. So try it out. I think it's maybe a kind of a must do that we just haven't had a chance to do. And then also you did mention in your question, you're going to be there during food and wine festival. So I looked up last year's menu and one of the coolest things on the, on the menu, this is actually a drink, but um, Canada popcorn cart has this spooky caramel apple cider. We've never tried this either, but it doesn't even matter what it tastes like because it comes in the cutest poison apple sipper. So like he has to have that. You got to put it on your And that's on a good shelf. mix. That's a good Halloween and food and wine mix. Exactly. So that's, exactly. that's perfect. So I th- I hope you guys have a great trip and I bet he will love it. Yeah. Let us know if you took any of the suggestions on the snacks. <laughs> let us know what you thought about all these snacks. Write in and let us know how that went. All right, so our next question comes from Josh M. And it is, which Pixar film is a contender for being the best movie in its respective genre? As an example, WALL-E for sci-fi or The Incredibles for a superhero spy movie. So I will agree with Josh that The Incredibles, specifically The Incredibles 2, I think is a contender for one of the best superhero movies ever done. Um, especially wow. especially that one coming from you that's a lot i mean it's much better than most movies dc comes out with let's let's put, <laughs> let's put where it that would you, way so, where would you put that in a ranking against marvel movies i don't know i haven't thought of that but it's definitely up there because it has it has a good mystery it's not just a villain that has the same powers as the supers do but it also looks at like the home life of what it is to be, you know, like these superheroes have like a regular life that they have to deal with. So I, I do think that is a great one. And I think Wally is a great one for sci-fi, but on top of that, uh, I'm going to go with toy story as a buddy cop film. Um, a lot of Pixar movies kind of tend to be buddy cop films where you kind of have, you know, two opposites uh, on a mission. Uh, but I think the original toy story is a great example of a buddy cop and is potentially one of the best buddy cop films of all time. I think some of the other ones we had were kind of in the fantasy realm because Pixar does a lot of fantasy really well as well. So I think that my favorite Pixar film is Onward. Um, I love that movie. I think it is so... I think it's so important because, again, I I think that it talks about something that a lot of kids might experience with the loss of a parent. So I think that that one really it has a lot of Pixar movies really have like a nice beating heart behind them but that one is so special 
And yeah. of course, it has like all kinds of mythical creatures in it. Yeah, I would say that that is really strong in fantasy. I think Brave is another example of a really great fantasy movie because fantasy has magical elements. It's fantastical, but also it's often inspired by uh, folklore or myths, which Brave very much is. So I think Brave uh, is a great film and a great example of a fantasy movie. So I think those are kind of our picks for you know, best in the genre. And Wally also doubles as dystopian too. So that one is a perfect dystopian film. All right. So for our next little mini surprise here, we're going to do a mini game uh, in the middle of this. So Angela, I looked up what our top 10 downloaded episodes are <laughs> from the past 199 episodes. <laughs> and we're going to have to, we're going to have you guess to see how many you can guess correctly out of the top 10. Oh no. So, Name 10 episodes and we'll see how many you get correctly. So what do you think out of 199 episodes that we've been doing this, uh, what the most downloaded episodes are? Okay. Oh, no. Um, I feel like at one point in time you told us that our Orange Bird episode did really well. Not at all. Not in the top 10. Okay. okay. Shows how well I listen. All right. Um, another one would be our trip to Japan recap, potentially. No, not in the top 10. 0 for 2. Um, or any of our interviews in the top 10s? I'm not going to tell you. You have to guess. Our interview with the Bancroft brothers. Like we had one, Those are two separate episodes. So, Okay, you're going to pick one. Okay, Tom. Our interview with Tom Bancroft? No, not in the top 10. All right, 0 for 3. Our interview with Tony Bancroft. No, you should, oh, no, no. You should not have gone with either of those. So, no, not in the um, top 10. Um, our Marvel super ranking episodes. <laughs> You're doing really bad at this. You're naming a lot of great episodes. Uh, uh, so I got to say, you know, if you've not heard any of these, definitely go back and check them out. But none of those are in the top 10. The, uh, so you're 0 for 5. I was, so you have five more guesses to see oh if you can get no, any of these right. This is bad because I'm pretty much tapped out for the episodes. We've done 199 of these, and I the only one I can think of off the top of my head that we haven't I haven't mentioned is the pin trading one, and I don't think that one's in it. No, oh for six. The pin <laughs> well, no, trading I, one. I said it's not one. I get no, another guess. No, the pin trading one's not in it. <laughs> um, I, I will tell you this. There are some more recent ones in there. So think of some like recent episodes we've done uh, <laughs> because there are, there are a few recent episodes that have cracked the top 10. A lot of them are older, you know, maybe, you know, over a year uh, older, but uh, some of them are more recent. So you're 0 for 6. So four more guesses on episodes here. Um, how about the, the soundtracks are mo most the best soundtracks, Disney soundtracks. I think that one you might have told me was good. Did well. What? So which one? We've done. I a think couple. it was our power ranking one where we ranked the top ten. The the best animated movie soundtracks. Yeah, that is one. Of them. That is actually our number one downloaded episode. Okay. So that okay, and that was episode twenty. So going back all the way to episode twenty, we did the best animated movie soundtrack, and that is our top downloaded episode of all time that surprises me that that many people care what we think about the best <laughs> Disney so, so you are you got one right out of seven so you had seven guesses you got one right so three more guesses let's see if you can get any more <laughs> ah. um well i'm gonna pick another song one you gotta if be you, more specific if you were me that. what other song one would, would you pick you, you gotta be more specific than that we haven't done villain songs yet that's definitely in our queue so i can't pick that um how about how about Disney Park 
music guessing game that one. We oh, did. when we've done like the guess the 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 theme park tune there. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm none of those that's are on not there. One either. <laughs> no, we've done a few of those, but but none of those about, have, have cracked the top. How 10. about trip tips? Like you know, top ten things you need to know to go to a Disney park. We've done a couple of those. I feel like any of those. I mean, you gotta be more specific here. It's good, like Jeopardy. More Come specific. Come on, please. I have one out of eight. I've gotten right. Any of the ones that. All right, all right. I'll give you one. So, yeah. So <laughs> the the top rated restaurants in Disney World is actually our seventh most downloaded episode. So that's kind of like tips on on places to eat. So I'll give you that one. I feel like this is like so um, you got two. This is like our pa- our podcast, Family Feud, and I am doing the worst. It like, is. It is. It's exactly like Family Feud. There we like, go. I like it. Like I'm the person that guesses something completely off the wall. All right, um, two more. Oh gosh. Okay. How about something with Galaxy's Edge? We definitely talked about it. Maybe our original review of Galaxy's Edge. Nothing with Galaxy's Edge. No. One more. Uh, Now at this at this point, I'm just making stuff up. Um, No, these are. I mean, you've all talked about topics that we we've talked about. All right. Since people seem to ever since your costume received so many comments, my figment costume. Your figment costume. How about how about the figment? Didn't we do an episode where we talked about figment? We did do an episode on figment. No. Okay, so you got two. You got two of the top ten. So our top ten most downloaded episodes. That's twenty percent. That's awful. That's, I mean, that's pretty good. You're you're kind of just guessing. So, uh, so as we mentioned, the most downloaded episode is the best animated movie soundtrack. Number two is our interview with AJ from Disney Food Blog. Oh, okay. So there are there are interviews there are in interviews. here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number three. This was a recent one. The top ten Disney animated movie songs. So okay. we rank the songs. So people like songs. So I forgot that one. Okay. Number four is one one of the episodes from our Disney Decade series. Oh. Can you guess what decade it is for, for a little bit of redemption here? 90s. No, 2000s. Oh. Close. So the 2000s was there. And if you have not listened to that, we go through every decade of the Walt Disney Company as a separate episode. Um, so be sure to check that out if you're interested in that. And I, I forgot real quick just to go back. So the animated movie soundtrack was episode 20. Our interview with AJ was episode 127. Uh, the top 10 animated movie songs was episode 187. So that was recent. The Disney Decade one was episode 138. In case you're interested in hearing any of these. Okay, the fifth most downloaded episode is our interview with uh, author Chris Smith. And we talk about okay. Walt Disney World history. That's episode 133. Mm-hmm. Our sixth most downloaded episode is our interview with Carly Wiesel. I was just going to say, why didn't I guess the Carly episode? Yep, yep. I should have. That's episode 120. Uh, we already mentioned the seventh most downloaded one was the top rated restaurants in Disney World. That's episode 182. So again, some recent ones here. The eighth most downloaded episode was Guess the Song Lyric. That is... That's another song. That, oh, man, we got to do more with songs. Episode 94. Uh, the ninth one is about... Uh, Disney Genie Plus and the Death of Fast Pass. That was episode 168. People are, I guess, very interested in Fast Pass going away. Mm-hmm. And the uh, 10th most downloaded episode so far is Walt Disney World Trips for Different Budgets. And that's where we go through, depending on uh, your budget, You know, if you want to ball out at Disney <laughs> and have a big trip, or if you're looking for um, just kind of a, a short you know, weekend trip. It's kind of all different options for all different budgets. And that's episode 188. And also speaking of short trips, we recently did an episode. It's not in our top 10. Uh, so go download it, help it get into the top 10 um, <laughs> about tips for planning a long weekend or a short trip to Disney. So so those are the 10 best episodes so far. So if you've not listened to any of those or if any of those interest you, be sure to go check them out. And then 
check out the other 199 189, I guess, while you're at it uh, as well. So, all right. So let's get back. We have a few more questions to cover here before we wrap up. Uh, so Melissa R. writes in, uh, not really a question, uh, but she just wanted to let us know that she's going to Disney World uh, the same time we were there a week ago as well. She's actually going for her honeymoon. Uh, and congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. So she started listening to the show and she really loves it. So we wanted to say congratulations, Melissa. Uh, write in, let us know how it went. Give us a recap of your trip. We'd love yeah. to hear how it went. Uh, we can share it with the listeners there, especially uh, you know, for somebody going at your honeymoon. When you go to Disney, you see a lot of newlyweds there. You know, let us know, did you do anything special? Did you have a really great romantic dinner? What's a great place um, you know, to go to to eat if you're on your honeymoon or something special to do? We'd love to share that. All right, the next question comes from Jeff T. And this one is, what is your favorite episode to date? So we just talked about the top 10 episodes. So let's talk about our favorite episode we've done. So Angela, what has been your favorite episode we've recorded so far? I cannot pick one. So I love I love all of our interviews. I think it's so fascinating getting to talk to different people who do various things with Disney, whether it's planning trips to Disney, to animating for them, being like, we've talked to so many really cool people. Um, the Bancroft brothers, as I mentioned before, I, I loved my talk with them. They were both so easy to talk to and down to earth. Don Muchow was also the, the man who ran from coast to coast and he also has t- uh, diabetes. Let's stop that for a second. He ran across America from the West Coast right. to the East Coast. And he ran from Disney to Disney, yeah. which also, I mean... That, it was that's just... the tie to Disney here. He, he, he stopped at Disneyland, and then he went to Disney World as well. But absolutely phenomenal that somebody would just run across America like that. And like you're saying, he, he did it to raise awareness for yeah, diabetes Yeah, I mean, things. it was just like... It was just the intersection for me. That was like the intersection of two of my biggest interests is like Disney and running. And so hearing how he was able to plan that out and everything, um, and just talking to him and like seeing like the heart behind what he did. I, I really enjoyed that episode. And then, you know, kind of getting away from the from those episodes. Uh, it's really funny because this is an episode. My other favorite is one that you asked me to research. It was the Adventurers Club one. And when I started to actually get into researching it because I didn't know anything about it. It was fascinating. I mean, it was just really steeped in lore and it's still in the parks today. Um, we mentioned that there was a photo op during the the run that you could take with your camera phone, which I wish I had my camera with me because it, it just really interesting stuff and how they, you know, it existed. People really loved it and followed it and it doesn't exist anymore, but I would love to see them bring it back. So how about you? Yeah, for me, I'm with you. I really enjoy all of our interview episodes. Um, I also enjoy like the is it worth it or you can only keep one. Uh, those type of kind of like game episodes where you know we have a list and we can only keep one of them. You know, mm-hmm. it's a list of like three or four. You can only keep one. We've done that with like snacks and and theme park rides and things like that. Uh, or kind of like the you know is it worth it? You know, is it worth it to wait? three hours for an attraction, you know, certain attraction or something like that. So those are always fun. Uh, The interviews are always fun. I think my favorite episode though is going to be an interview. And it, for me, I think it's the interview with Kevin Lima, director of Tarzan, director of Enchanted. 
And that's episode one. Don't forget a goofy movie. A goofy movie, right? And that's episode 160 if you want to hear that. But he was really great because he provided a lot of insight into the thought process and what goes into making movies. And he really touched on of how the movies kind of reflected what was going on in his life at the time yeah. and how that kind of played in. And he was really inspirational too about just how some of the struggles he had in his life and how you have to kind yeah. of keep moving forward from that and how you persevere. And it was interesting to see how what had happened in his life, you know, in his history kind of played into some of the movies as well and what he did. So I thought that was a really great interview. Definitely recommend uh, people checking that one out as well. All right. And then we'll we'll wrap it up here with a question from Amber C. And the question is, if you could live in any world from a Disney movie, which would it be and why? So for me, I'm going to keep it you know strictly Disney here. Um, and also because Marvel, I wouldn't want to live in that world. There's, <laughs> no. <laughs> there's way too many attacks from aliens uh, yeah, and, and no. extraterrestrial beings. So <laughs> definitely don't want to live in that world. Um, and also that's kind of a, an addition to the Disney property. So I'm going to keep it kind of strictly Disney movies. I'm going to go with either Wreck-It Ralph or Big Hero <laughs> 6. Um, because I, I was trying to think of like a world where you know, there's some magic, there's something a little bit different than kind of our current world. If you think about like a lot of Disney movies are kind of similar to your normal world, or uh, they're just kind of like one, you know, specific location. And I don't want to live in like Zootopia, where I'm like an animal or something like that. So <laughs> but I think Wreck-It Ralph would be cool. Because again, you're, you're kind of you're in a computer, you're in a game, you do somewhat have like special powers, you could kind of be a superhero, you know, like how Vanellope can kind of control some things. Or I think really... Witch. Yeah, I think for me, though, probably the, the better one would be Big Hero 6. Because, again, it's it's somewhat like our normal everyday, but San Fran Tokyo is very much uh, high-tech and much more, like, tech-advanced, which tech always interests me. So the fact that they have robots and... Uh, you know, a lot of like advanced technology there. And it's kind of uh, like a Tony Stark kind of situation. I mean, right. like, the kid's are very smart. Exactly. But yeah, we're not getting alien attacked all the time. So <laughs> it's kind it's kind of like the best of both worlds there. So I think that that's between those two, I think those would kind of be my top two with with probably Big Hero Six and San Fran Tokyo edging it out there. So how about you? I, this is interesting because you brought it up that, you know, I tend to like Disney properties better, but I actually I could, I kind of couldn't pick, and it was two Pixar properties that I ended up going with, which um, I already mentioned earlier. Onward, I think Onward also is a really fantastic. Besides, you know, the the heart of it, it's a fantastic kind of like almost like a parable to our world, where it's like people have become reliant so much on technology to do everything for them that they've kind of forgotten their their own powers and their abilities to do things. And so I think that toward the end of the movie, when you have these magical beings and like finding themselves again, I think that that would be really fun, uh, cool world to live in where you're kind of able to tap into your hidden powers. And then also the other one I think would be like, I think Luca, but I would want to be a sea monster. Like I, I couldn't be a regular human because everybody else was kind of normal, but I would love to be a, a sea monster because I think it would be so cool to go under the sea. Um, <laughs> but I think that that would be really interesting because I mean, basically the whole world's your oyster at that point, except for, you know, I guess they can't go in like Arctic waters because I would probably kill them. But 
Um, yeah, yeah. you want to be cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we all know that I don't like to be cold, but <laughs> yeah. So I think that those two would be the most fun and adventurous. Of course, like you mentioned, I want to be, I want to have like powers or something cool. No, definitely uh, good options there. So that wraps up our 200th episode. Want to thank everybody for listening. Want to thank everybody who submitted a question. Again, congratulations to Abby and Lisa. Uh, be on the lookout in your email for those Disney gift cards. If you'd like to ask a question for a future episode, you can head over to our website, enchantedears.com slash podcast question. We'd love to have questions more regularly to answer them uh, on future shows. So feel free to go over there and ask questions uh, anytime you want to. And, you know, everybody that that listens, everybody that submitted a question, you know, if you've not done so, please leave us a review. Tell a friend. Let's get one. If everybody gets one new listener, we can double our listenership here. (laughs) You know, we we really enjoy doing this. It's been um, a fantastic ride over these past 200 episodes. We'd love to do another 200 of them. We love your support. uh, And anything you can do to kind of continue that support, we really appreciate it. Yeah, it's a fun side thing for us to do. And it's a fun thing for us to do together. I enjoy the time that we spend doing it because, you know, sometimes you get busy as a couple and you don't sit down and talk. So it's kind of nice to get down, sit down and talk to, to you, Joe, for a long time. And I know that people can kind of probably see how much we really truly like, like and care about each other. And I think that it's just really, it's, it's a fun way to sort of, you know, get a chance to interact with you. And of course, learn stuff too, you know, it pushes me outside of my comfort zone. And I think that, it, it gets it, it I really enjoy it and I enjoy you guys as listeners so thank you very very much for tuning in I definitely agree it's great and quite honestly we'd be talking about this stuff even if we didn't record <laughs> for other people to listen to True. so it, it's great to be able to do this and kind of share you know some tips and, and help people you know plan their trips you know and maybe put a smile on somebody's face yeah uh, you know that 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 is really great so I want to thank everybody again for listening this week as always like I said please subscribe leave us a review Get a new listener. We'd love to see this grow. Um, We love your support. Thanks for lending us your ears, as always. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye.